When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is crunch time, brought to you by Azito, powering DIYs all day, every day at Bunnings. And before you dig, don't dig blind, search before you dig online every time. And McDonald's, trust me, get the new McCrispy before the big game today. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy to have your say or text 0457 736 736. Adrian Pazenko in the house. So too, Mark Spud Carroll and to the run home listeners, our man Dean Watling, he's two from two. Peace officer and Mark S has just saluted. So dreams are free. Speaking about dreams, here's some good news of you uh, for you West Tigers fans. The Dream Buller. Jareem Buller signs an extension that will keep him at the Concord until 2027. Now, Buller's management wanted to get out clause for 2026, was denied by the Tigers. He debuted this season. 18 games, scoring five tries and winning the club's player of the year in his debut season and very probably wins the... Uh, rookie of the Year, boys, does he? Big chance. Yeah. yeah. This this is significant. And the fact that that clause isn't in there is also significant. So we've seen these things come back and haunt clubs. We've we've seen it with uh, Fafida and uh, Tino up in the Gold Coast. The Tigers have got another one where Stefano Utokoimano, he also has a clause, which basically says if they don't make the top eight next year, which is likely... He is a free agent for 2025. Um, and like the clubs on the lower end of the ladder are under pressure to put these things in because they say, well, you either put the clause in or we sign somewhere else. Yeah, but, but that, that is a moronic clause because what happens, Correct. right? What, what happens if you've got – they're in your ear and they say – and I'm conspiracy theorist here, but, well, the Broncos want to throw a big bit at you. You get to the last round, and if you win, you're in the final. If you lose, you're not. Like, how is that a motivating – Yeah. So, so, so your, your motivation is – it goes your option if you miss the finals. How do we allow those types of contracts? As I said, like the the weaker clubs, they cave to the the player managers who basically basically say put it in or we're not signing. So on this occasion, there was pressure to do so, and to their credit, they, they decided not to. So that's a win. But it's the, the Tigers is sort of an interesting one because with all of their signings, when Scott Fulden came across there was this feeling that a lot of manly players would come across with him, and a couple have, the, the Fainu brothers, uh, Samuela and Latu. However, more than anything, they've gone the other way. So you've got Luke Brooks, Tommy Talao, Atasi James, and potentially Alex Twoll could be going to manly as well. Mm. So in Twoll's case, there's been talk of a player swap, potentially with Sean Kepi, um, because they're both... I think Kepi's contracted till the end of 2026, but he's one of several players they said you can look around. But because Twal and Kepi are on similar money for next year, there's talk of the old hostage swap potentially. So, But it's just funny, like all of the players are sort of going to Manly rather than the other way to date. Can I ask you this? Um, and this is maybe another yarn for you, AP. The the I believe there's a um, almost a psych test on the goalkeepers in the EPL about their their personality trait is it takes a certain pat personality is this right 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and if, anecdotally, that's correct as well. Goalkeepers yeah. are all a bit mad. Yeah, so so in different positions, and and I would say a halfback in rugby league is probably more inclined to be a punting type of person, hundred percent, because they they they're smaller people who are used to taking on bigger people, and they're therefore inherent risk takers, right? Where I'm going to is the demeanour and the profile of a coach is mm. generally. Uh, I wouldn't say introvert, but very measured personality, a non-flamboyant personality, and a player, a player typically who has maybe had to go the long road. You know, it didn't come so easy to a person coming through. If you go through some of the better coaches, Wayne Bennett would tick that box. Uh, Des Hasler, his style of the game, whilst he was a terrific player, it was that grafting, mm. built on um, workmanship. Trent Robinson. Um, many of the successful coaches, Ivan Cleary, it's the personality trait of very quiet, no no great opinion, not flamboyant. And this is where a lot of people are declaring Sammy Burgess to be a Lady Amazir coach and mm. Benji Marshall. Their personality traits are not that. It's not to say they can't do it, but it's not that of the typical successful Jack Gibson, Wayne Bennett, Trent yep. Robinson, Ivan Cleary, Craig Bellamy, is it? No, but that's that's really interesting because I wonder if some people can have a certain persona on the football field and be very different off it. So I'll give you an example, and I don't know him well, but this is just based on what other people have said. The the coach who was the, the hottest coach at the start of the year, who, who everyone wanted, was Jason Rolls. Yep. Now, me watching him as a player, like he, he had red wine fever. Yep. Like he was passionate, aggressive, emotions sometimes spilled over. And people are saying who have been coached by him as an assistant have said, you know, he's very measured, he's quiet, he's thoughtful. Um, you know, guys at the Roosters like Luke Keery, et cetera, that's, that's the way they describe him. So maybe you can sort of be, you know, one persona on the field and then be different in your sort of coaching life, if you like. Yeah, potentially. I don't, I don't know, but I just – success leaves clues, right? And yep. the clue for me is that – the, the the coach who succeeds, Andrew Webster, you know, like it's that type of to go, guy spud. Yeah, I think um, someone like Des Hasler, yeah, look at the coaches he's had uh, before him, Bob Fulton. He was, um, you know, he's a, he was a fantastic coach. Mm. Uh, I learned so, he, he taught me how to play rugby league. Know your, know your job. And I think, you know, look at someone like Webster, he's been under Cleary and, you know, he's had some fantastic teachers as well. Um, how many have come through the system through the Bellamy? Yep. It's quite amazing. It's, it's amazing, it is. But am I right in saying that they used to call Des Hasler sorry because he'd pick blokes up and spear them into the ground <laughs> and then he'd apologise? Oh, his favourite is also when he's um, – they say sorry because he'd been uh, – you've interviewed him, no doubt. And he, he can hear the uh, question and he always goes, sorry, and he brings them in closer. <laughs> he's just taking the piss out of them. That's just Desi um, – Oh, Des has it. Like, you know, remember I walked into Manly and I was, you know, both are like big blokes and I was 118 kilo. I had the mobility of an ocean line. I couldn't move. And he said, you're trained with him. I said, Des Hasler. And next thing, all we did was chins, did was push-ups. That's how we did. Yeah. You know, we never seen him train. He did extras all the time. And as as you can see with his coaching now, he's been picked up by the Titans. Um, I hear they've had to get a purpose-built wrestling area. I heard that yesterday. True story. Wow. They've made something for him. He, he, whatever he gets, he demands and he gets. Um, it's all about wrestle these days. We didn't use wrestle then, did we, Joel, when we nah. were coming through? Nah. Um, now they've got their own. He's got a, what do they call it, thing? Eh? They reckon you had to wrestle with Desi to get some money out of his pocket. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Desi Martel. I've got some good stories on that little flea. But um, <laughs> the be- I reckon one of the, just quickly, the one of the best he got me, I, 
when I started my gym, which is now 18 years, and it was this, we had this machine at Manly, and it was a um, stand-up, what they call a grinder. So you had to roll your arms over, and then yeah. we'd do the 300 on the rower, and then run around the um, the oval. Anyway, it was a signature piece of our, our training, and uh, I found it at the back of the uh, Manly Leeds Club, and he found out I had it. He goes, I want it back. I said, no, you're not getting it. He goes, how much you want for it? And I went... Yeah. I got it for nothing. I stole it. Wow. So I said, I want 100 bucks. <laughs> Next thing, Donnie Singe's little midget, um, little, uh, you know, the garden name, he turns up and takes it. Wow. So I'm like, where's my money? So, you know, six months goes past, eight months goes past. Malik was working on the front desk there at Manly, and uh, she sends me a text. Oh, Desi's um, giving you the money. I went, yes, I've got money out of this bloke. So, <laughs> yes. But it was in coins. It was a big bag of <laughs> 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 So we had a, had a big knot on the top of it. So I said to the kids, you know, come on, kids, Desi's been a dickhead. This, we'll, we'll see how many coins are in there. Guess yeah. what? When I dragged them out and threw them on the ground, on the on the table, they were drink tokens. Oh, <laughs> yes. Right? So now let me finish. Then he <laughs> – so I ring him the next day. I said, Desi, yes, but, mate, I'm at the bank. You're at the bank. I said, mate, at the bank, and you've given me bloody drink tokens. He goes, oh, spud, 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 mate, I gave me the wrong bag. <laughs> and to this day – Never got the money. Oh, no, no. Uh, well, here's some good news for you Manly fans, uh, Spudley. Hamoli Olakawatu, Manly's highly talented outside back, is on the verge of signing an extension, which would see him through to 2030. Now, they're talking about a contract that'll average at about 800000 a year. Oh. Wow. $5.6 million for the journey to 2030. So there's only two other players, I think Dino Bra- uh, Dylan Brown and Tino, who are signed for longer. So that's a big investment in him. Um, but the advantage that they have, even though he's contracted to, I think, 2025, is that he's on unders, so they've got the opportunity to upgrade him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why you get to that 5.6 figure. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, have you say one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to do that, or text 0457-736. And as you mentioned, uh, Manly are also reported to be interested in Alex Twal, Ben Hunt. Mm. Um, comments got- during the week saying it's not my first choice. Look, I, I had a chat to uh, Flano about a week ago, and I just said at some point you, you might have to have the baby come to Jesus talk and just say, mate, shut down all this talk. Like, I think Ben Hunt's almost honest to a fault. Yep. But being the captain, he's there, he's contracted, he signed the contract knowing, I know that he was close to Anthony Griffin, but I think everyone knew that he was likely on borrowed time. Yep. Um, he just needs to suck it up and... And do his best for the team. Yeah, absolutely. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy or text oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. We have got Ben Hunt's comments uh, on audio as well. Here's what he had to say in the media all in. I'll be a dragon, mate. Really? Yep. I'll you're, be there. You're not leaving. No, nah, I'll be there, mate. What's changed? Oh, I guess not too much, <laughs> but um, it's just where we're at at the moment. And you know, I've had some conversations with Flano and. Um, I understand where he's coming from as a coach coming in. He, he wants to win games and he wants me there and you know, I've accepted that and, yeah, we're going to move forward. The, the problem's never been with, with Flannard at all. I, I really enjoy Flannard. I had him as assistant coach and we get along really well. And there was obviously some talk over the last week or so that potentially um, the captaincy might be taken off. With Is that been mentioned at all? Yeah, you know, if the club think that someone else can do a better job than me, then, then I'll, I understand and I'll accept that. But, you know, as long as the club you know, wants me to be there, I'd be happy to do it. It was never because of St George. It was always a personal reason that you had a desire to bring your family back to Queensland. You're a Queenslander. Would you still be interested in coming back? Yeah, definitely. We made it's you know, something that you know, we'd like to do. Def- definitely. Um, something that we will definitely do after footy. But, um, yeah, if the opportunity arises, then, yeah, it's something we'll seriously look at. 
There you go, Benny Hunt. Uh, he's left the door open a little bit there. We're going to leave the door open for your calls. Uh, in fact, Ben from Brisbane, this is a, a topical call, isn't it? The bloke mm. who uh, Ben Hunt wants to go to Brisbane, and he's on the line. Yeah, Ben Hunt, is this you? Hello, Ben. No, no it's not Ben Hunt, sadly. Hey, boys, I just wanted to say uh, we shouldn't be talking about the Tigers when the mighty Warriors have done the unthinkable and made a prelim. Um, but just on the Tigers for a moment, it just feels like they've got no style, and I wanted to put the question to you guys. Why do all the sort of lower teams, and I used to think this about the Warriors a lot, why do they try to sort of mimic the game plan of the top teams? Why don't they come out with a point of difference? They're losing anyway. It just feels like they need to get in a room and not leave the room until they've developed a style for them that suits the skill set of the players they've got and just have a fair income crack based on that rather than trying to play Melbourne light or Penrith light. I don't know. It just feels like that at times. Keen to hear your views on that. Hey, Pete. That's, that's interesting because the guy who's going to be coaching them is Benji Marshall, who's the most flamboyant, you know, exhilarating player of his generation. But they can't play like that because they don't have a Benji Marshall in their side. They've got, they've got a guy coming from England who hasn't played in the NRL for four years that's going to be steering them around. So I, I don't know what that style is. I think they've got a terrific forward pack or, or oh, sorry, a promising forward pack. But I just don't know what they're going to do behind it, you know. You've got Jaden Sullivan and maybe Latu Fainu. They'll be um, looking at, at one of those half spots. Um, and you've got Aiden Caesar, who's an old hand, um, who'll hopefully be able to steer them around. But, yeah, I, I don't think that they know what their identity is at this point. If there's any player wanting to go to the West Tigers, you know, they want to go there for style. They've got no style, as you said, um, Adrian. I think um, I'm looking forward to seeing what Benji can do is – Flamboyant, yes, but you'll do your basics right. You know, just be able to catch the ball at pace. I don't see enough depth in uh, back lines these days, allowing the five eight to turn the ball back inside. That's one of my pet hates that job. You know, when they drop the ball off all the time. Yeah. Mate, have someone coming through the middle like a Billy Slater. That's what they that was Melbourne like. Yeah, yep. as soon as you drop someone off, you had something on the inside. But um, you know, the, the West Tigers, I'm interested to see how they're gonna go. I, I see they got rid of Dave Ferner as well. Um he was a defensive coach. So he's been uh, flicked on as well. Yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, 1-300-01-1170 or text 0457-736-736. Adrian Paseko, Mark Spud Carroll. We have got crunch time through to 3 o'clock, then myself. And uh, Gary Freeman's going to join us alongside Philby. Uh, we'll take us through to 6 o'clock for Let It Ride. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Thank you to Ben from Brisbane and breaking back with more.